You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. Tonight, we talk about Darren Aronofsky's The Whale. You no trouble. Me, fifth You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. To the podcast. We are your host. I'm editor Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, cinematographer Jared Callen. Lovely to see you, Brian. It it oh yeah, it's it's it is nice to be seen. You you have your camera on. Everybody can see you. Yes. Oh, oh hold on. Let me let me let me get back in character. Okay. <laughs> oh, Radio Land out there. Jared has a black square <laughs> as his personal. I'm sorry, guys. My my, my 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 camera's broken. Oh, I, there, there it is. Oh, welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> and we also have with us director of photography, Mike Griggs. Oh, I'm glad to be here. Oh, it was a good workout tonight. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, jumped, hey. On the, jumped on the bike immediately after watching this movie. Bro, let's... Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> and we also have with us costume designer, Kristen Jones. I'm going to laugh this whole show. Hi, Hello. Why, Brian? Fat people are funny? Is that what you're trying to say? Oh. <laughs> no, Jared. No. But when uh, they die, they are. <laughs> the sound effects in this movie, though. I They're was, so intense. Oh, Holy man. shit. My God. Some of them did have me laughing. Some of them had me gagging. I was just absolutely Did gross. anyone watch with headphones? Fuck no. <laughs> Why would I it's do like, that? Well, it's like, the, it's like the ultimate ASMR. If you need no. to go on a diet, all you got to do is. is like listen to this. Damn. They, like, I think they released the whale as a podcast. Literally any video on YouTube, I think, is better at ASMR. <laughs> oh, God, it's so nasty. Like The fried chicken slurp sound. Oh. Yeah, but that's what fried chicken sounds like. And when you eat fried chicken, actually what was more... Out of a was, bucket like it's a fucking popcorn. Hey, look, Oof. we've all been there. But the Oof. problem is... is the, the, um, Have we? <laughs> Okay, maybe I'm telling on myself, but the, 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 the biggest problem I have with, with, with the fried chicken scene is like, he's they're watching TV, and of course you sit on the couch and cuddle and, and watch TV, you both watch. Like, he's staring off in the corner just like eating. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's watching, she's like, oh, I've seen this before, and he's just like, uh-huh. You know, he, he's like mesmerized uh, off screen. 
Like just thinking. That's because about- his whole fucking life is is just dissociating, and he uses food to dissociate from all of his problems. Yeah, and, and they established that from the fucking jump. That was five minutes into the film, and it's already like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I felt tense watching this movie like the entire time in a way that normally is only reserved for like a horror movie with like suspense <laughs> and kind of shit. <laughs> Actually, yes, same. <laughs> the, I, I thought this this movie did a really great job at showing. I guess. I guess. Are we going to call this an addiction? What? How do we? Uh, yeah, and showing how he dissociates and how he the food is an addiction. That's fantastic. Um, but like, I feel like that's the extent of the what they did. Everything else, I don't know that I like cared for. Really? Like what? You mean the actual like the rest story? Of the movie? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the the fucking plot? The there was that. Was the there a plot? Hold on, hold on. There was a yeah, plot. There was a plot. Can people be saved? She oh, saved was that him, it? Because I thought I thought the whole point of the movie was 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 um we're supposed to, those fat people are people and we're supposed to like see them as like beyond their weight which i kind of feel like if you're not already doing that what are you doing with your life that's no, fair I, I, yeah I think the, the point that's was that inside every fat person is a skinny person you know, yeah that's like, what i'm oh, saying like like a moderately know that Brendan they're Fraser. like human beings what are you doing with your life i'm so sorry that you need a movie to tell you this but what the fuck are you doing oh, with your life damn i was gonna put that out there yeah yeah. Right now, <laughs> do it. Okay, but it, <laughs> hold up, stop. It, 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 that's not really fair, though, because you don't see people with, you don't see people this heavy out in the because, world because, because these because people they can't walk. because they can't go right? out in the world they can't. because they he's can't. on a second floor walk up. That dude has not left his fucking apartment in years. Yeah. Right? He, yeah. he doesn't leave his apartment. You don't see people like this because they can't get out and do stuff. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the point that the movie misses is like he hates himself so much and sees himself as unlovable so much that he assumes that when people like stare at him, that, that he feel like that they're disgusted by his fat. But they, that's just not something you see. Just like if you were to see somebody who's like underweight, like severely underweight, you know, who should be hospitalized for being severely underweight. You don't see that either. They get stares. They get they get all kinds of looks. And I'm not necessarily equating the two, but I'm talking about two like very unhealthy people here. You know? Yeah. 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 He's not looked at because he's fat. He, uh, you know, that doesn't make him unlovable. That doesn't make him not a person. That doesn't make him anything. Like the fact that they sh- they take such extensive gains to be like, oh my God, he's a disgusting human being. Let's talk about the ulcers in his ass, kind of, and the fat on his back, like that turns brown on him. Like they make, they make him disgusting so that they can humanize him. And I actually found that very offensive. Well, and they didn't bring that kind of stuff up, really. I mean, you, you get all that visual, but they, he, he has this self-realization moment where he, like, you know, he, he's talking to the kid, and he's like, I'm fucking disgusting, right? I love that. Call, yeah. I loved her line, and she goes, it has nothing to do with your weight. <laughs> it has to yep. do with you as a person. Yep. I love yep. that line. <laughs> that was one of the best moments in the whole film. Yeah. Why, okay, so, Kristen, you said you are you were offended by them trying to make him more disgusting in order yeah. to humanize him. Yes. Like, talk I, I about felt that. They, 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 okay. Okay. All right. So I feel like him as a character is a <laughs> pretty sympathetic. He's a pretty sympathetic character. You know, his, 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 he, he left his family to be with a lover to follow his truth. Right. Yeah. Um, yep. And nothing worked out. And now he's slowly killing himself and you don't find any of this out until later because they want you the way it's filmed, the way it's presented, the way it's directed. And by the way, I actually think the directing is 
really well done. I just don't agree with it. Um, but the way it's presented is, is no, here's a disgusting person. Look at him eating fried chicken. Look at him with his high cholesterol and he won't go to the doctor. And like, isn't this just like a terrible person? Isn't he terrible? Like, let's, let's show mm. him standing up. And like, I have never seen a, it's, it is kind of beautiful the way they show him standing up, but it is also the most dehumanizing thing I've ever seen in my life showing him standing up and how he struggles to stand up. And so they do all of this and then they're like, no, but actually he's a, he's actually a good person and he has a reason for doing this. Yeah. I thought he did. You don't just do that. You don't just do that to yourself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, yeah, it, it kind of yeah. bothered, it bothered me a lot. Not kind of, it bothered me a lot actually. I did not have that reaction watching it. I, mine was much more of like every time that I started to feel so much sympathy and started feeling the emotional weight and, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm getting ready to cry here. This is this is an emotional moment. The filmmaker had had it like, I don't know. I kept I kept feeling like they were like, but look, remember, he's a gross fat body. Nobody wants to be like this. This is so nasty. And it's just like every time it, I don't know. Mm. They the film tre- treats it as it's gross. They go out of the way. They heighten these sound effects. They show us close ups. Yeah. You know, of him eating this food and everything. Oh, there's yeah. a moment where he's he goes to bed and he's got a fucking like just two liter of diet of diet Pepsi sitting at his bedside that he chugs before he gets into bed. Like that's I just been that sitting there though. the whole time. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then, you, you get no. that moment and you're lived with that moment, and then the the film goes right back to like oh, and then we're humanizing him again, and we're showing how he's a person. We get a little bit of a story, and it keeps going back and forth that entire way. Yeah. And I think that is done on purpose. To make you feel a certain way as an audience member, to make oh, you yeah. think about, mm-hmm. to make yeah, you no. think about how you feel about fat people because they're people too, guys. I felt emotionally manipulated the entire movie. Like the whole thing was but just not like, in a good way, right? Yeah, like right. I thought it was. I no, and like even the scene it's where uncomfortable. He, like, I wouldn't necessarily say it was bad. No, I wouldn't say it was bad no. either. I think they, no, they, I'm not they saying set it's bad. tone really well. Yeah, I think, no, listen, listen. They did a great job. Listen, they did a great job. Like I said, I thought the movie did a great job. I thought the director did a great job. I just disagree with the whole premise of it. I mean, even even at the end where he's like with his students and he's like, let me show you guys have been so truthful. So let me show you. And he turns on his camera and he just looks like a normal fucking guy. And he's like, but I'm not normal. Let me let me show you close up to my fat roll. Right, guys. right. Let me tilt down and, and show like, you all fucker? my shit. Like, that doesn't have to be your truth. Like, that's the thing. This movie is all about show your truth, show your honesty. What is what is real for you? And what is real for this guy is how much he hates himself. And that I I just just can't get behind and, and and everyone tries tries I, I would i really wish they had done something else i just anything else with this with this movie because there's a lot of good here brendan fraser is amazing brilliant i'm so happy to see him back on screen everybody in this movie i thought was brilliant i i just i just kind of hated the entire screenplay I think it could have been done so much better. And I actually looked up the guy who wrote it because it's based on a play. The original play. I looked it up and I was like, maybe it's his first play. It's not. And I was like, well, maybe he did this. No, 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 no. There's nothing. And then I actually, because he doesn't like to give interviews. He likes to write articles himself. 
go read anything he has written. I am a pretentious bitch, okay? Like, but this dude, no. Like, blows me out of the water. Like, no. Go read his stuff. You will hate him. Like, I swear to God. There's just no, I don't know. Yeah, yeah this movie feels like like a, <laughs> a story of a fat person written from a skinny person's perspective. That's kind of, yeah. He's, he claims that he had, um, this is, that he had, like, an overeating problem. But he is very skinny. He is, uh, he's very skinny. Very. He didn't look that skinny. I was watching the behind the scenes today. He looked like, uh, I don't know, he looked like a normal weight. The writer? Yeah, he looked like he was like 180, 190, uh, round, uh, I don't know. Five, that's really skinny, bro. So that's, five, that's pretty skinny. Fuck <laughs> you, Jared. <laughs> it's really skinny compared to me. Like, <laughs> let, let me tell you guys something, uh, all you skinny people in here talking about this movie. Um, this movie's a little triggering as, as someone who, who battles with weight. And, and and I'll tell you that anybody who actually has trouble with this, we may not be 600 pounds, but in our head we are. And seeing this is very triggering to someone like me who, who swings, I've swung 80 pounds before. You know, like, so this is how we see ourselves. And th- and like the, these little Benji moments, they do happen. And it, and like it is, it, it's it's reality. So, I mean, showing things that are reality is not like putting something out of perspective. Well, actually, I to your point, Jared. I, I, I have never struggled with weight. I'm gonna. Well, not not like that. Um, but I grew up with people who did. I'm from the south. I grew up with people who did. And honestly, I think that's why it's so triggering for me, and that's why it was so it's so disturbing for me to watch this. Is because I grew up with people who did struggle with their weight, who are severely overweight, um, or were severely overweight, and. When I was a kid, I looked up to these people. They were the most beautiful people I knew. And to see how much they hated themselves. And so I get it. You're, you're right. This is like. Yeah, but he's, but his, his character inside of it, the way he treats everyone else, he's so sweet. But it doesn't and, and matter so because like, when you have children around you, like his daughter is not going to get that. She doesn't get how she's he treats She's an angry her. little bitch. Like she can't, she can't get over her. <laughs> Do you know why? Because fucking of left. him. Because yeah. of, of, of their mom and the, what happened. That, Yes, she is an angry fucking bitch. She's an asshole. (laughs) She is, I wouldn't call her evil, but we borderline. Yeah, okay, borderline evil. I get it, I get it. But it's all because of that. It doesn't matter how much he acts acts like he loves her. He hates himself, and that is what she sees because that's what she grows up with. And so, so seeing that, it does remind me of a lot of people that I know, and I think that's why I am so angry at this movie because these people are lovable. These no, 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 stop, 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 stop. And I fucking hate, I fucking hate that they hate themselves. No, this is kind of ridiculous, though. This movie is not purporting to be like, this is all fat people in the entire world. This is this one character character this is this one fucking character it's I think not there's a lot of truth here i do think there's a lot of truth here no i mean like i know I, I mean like jared i'm 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 sure totally right i i've had binge moments myself but dude let me tell you what when you have your binge moments they don't sound this way they don't <laughs> this is high reality this is just like i Darren have tackled a few pizzas in my day I'm sorry bro i i've done drugs before i don't do drugs the way they do in requiem for a dream my eyes i mean i'm sure they get dilated and shit but they don't happen like that in quick pop cuts this is like i don't know aronarski 101 this is what he's always done you know yeah. and yeah. i don't think like i don't think that uh, requiem for a dream is saying like that's every drug user's experience I think it's saying that's those characters. Right. Yeah. I've seen I don't people, think we I, need to get offended for like all I fat think, people in the world because we're making a movie about a, a heavyweight guy. I, I do. I do think people binge like this. Yeah. 
I, damn food like this. Yeah. I, look, look, they, they can binge all they want. That's cool. It don't come with the sound effects. But the sound effect. <laughs> we talk about I'm bro. So, so, every sound effect in a movie is always heightened. Every little bitty thing, footsteps and fucking door creaks and all the shit. Someone's bag fucking moving. I, Think about yeah, all of it. Kind of, it, but it also adds context, and it's supposed to be disturbing. It's kind of like that scene yeah, where he's going yeah. to bed and he's he's reciting the fucking essay from fucking like from his memory, and he's going down the hall. It's the first time we've seen him head to toe, fucking without his shirt on, and he goes down. I love him going down the hall, and he goes into that fucking into his bedroom, and that fucking light is swinging back. And forth and we're just getting all this vibe and uh, of him and it's so weird that how his sleeping chamber is so fucking dark with a fucking hanging bulb but everywhere else in the house is like warmly lit with fucking like lamps warmly and shit. lit like those two fucking lamps this whole no, say, i'm sorry this whole house everything. was green it's as very, shit there's nothing warm about this house <laughs> i'm gonna Anyways. i'm gonna full-on disagree with you on that one but like <laughs> no, no no continue your rant i'm sorry all right it was warmly lit <laughs> except around the kitchen where you had the fucking blue lights but anyways I, I i love that that just like fucking sobering shot of him you know and and with the light swinging where you just get little pieces of his body as it goes by it's craziness well you know aronarski did have to shoot it in four three much like Ugh. Zack Snyder did for the Justice League. Okay, well you can't you can't compare it to that because I actually <laughs> yeah you can yeah you can I'm approve sorry. of this four by three. You can approve of this four three, but I do want to know note that uh, it's for the same exact reason that Zack Snyder said that he shot Justice League in four three. I'm just gonna say pretentious bullshit. Yeah, well this this one's an art film. The other one was bullshit. The other one needed to be <laughs> no, epic. Zack Snyder thinks that every film he epic. does is an art film. Well, Fuck him. <laughs> Uh, but this right here, like you need a fat, a fat blobby man fills up a nice little rec- square better than. I mean, a you could say that, but I was paying attention to it for a lot of this movie, and I felt like every time that there was like, oh, that's an interestingly framed four by three. I wonder what's on the other side of that and the other side of that. Wishing that it was at least. Well, he's like, trapped. He's trapped in his little room, man. He can't I get, get it. Out. I, I, it's pretentious. Like the fact that you have to feel like you should explain it just. F- to me, shouts ex- like pretentious. You could have shot this in a 16 by 9. It would have not changed that much. If anything, you would have just seen more of the couch and the grossness around him. No, the hallway stuff. Uh, when he's walking down the hallway with that fucking walker, that shit is fucking claustrophobic. And you just feel like all you see yeah. is his body and that walker in frame like coming down. Yeah. Oh, fuck, bro. So you're saying it works for that? And you didn't I think it, totally it was a little works. bit of a wider frame? I, I think it, I think it works for the hallway stuff. Um, there are some moments where I would like it wider when he's on the couch, but I can see why they didn't do it. I mean, it it forces you to fucking stare at his fucking face, man. You don't have anywhere else to look. If you're uncomfortable, there's nowhere else yeah. to stare. You yeah. have to stare. Yeah, at him. that's fair. And that's fair. This half, at least half of this movie, I felt I was just sitting there feeling like I needed to dissociate while I was watching it. <laughs> Dude, in the theater, I saw this in the theater. Uh, with a, with a crowd, and it's the first time I've ever been in a theater where everyone was crying. It was kind of wild. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And also, but but I was in there. I got I got like popcorn and some fucking like candy and shit. <laughs> and then like about a third of the way through this movie, I just set that shit down. I was like, whoa, super triggering. And then this time when I was watching it at the house, I, I sat down, I had a beer, and I and you know right now it's 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 almost Valentine's Day, so the Starburst Starburst fucking jelly beans are out on the market. They're all red ones. So I was like chowing down on all that sugar and I was like, oh no no this is bad. I can't do this. I can't watch this guy kill himself <laughs> while slamming sugar into my face. Yeah, no, that's fair. Those are two different things, though. I would hope. Yeah, I would hope. 
No, I sat down to this movie tonight uh, and tried to have dinner with it, and then five minutes in, I was like, I got to finish dinner before I watch this movie. I need to watch this. The minute you get to that oh, fried uh, chicken. Oh, goddamn. Dude, no. Yeah. He, no, that was he, it. I was, I was like, oh, this is what we're doing? Cool. He, okay. He doesn't give a fuck if his food hits the floor or anything, man. Like he, he is. She picks that sandwich up and says, it's probably fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. She she picks the pieces up that he fucking like hacked out of his throat and like oh there you God. go. Have that too. No way oh, she no, threw that one away. Thank God. I know. Oh, thank God. She did. They did actually show that. I would have fucking screamed and lost my fucking yeah. mind if, if he had like taken that and eaten it. I was gonna fuck I was almost getting ready to like fucking yell at the TV if they were gonna fucking show him take that sub sandwich after he almost choked on it and start eating again. Thank God they fucking did a slow fade out. And I was just like, thank you. Slow, slow Dude, fade out. Dude, thank you. Hong Chow in this, Liz, she's so fucking awesome. She like, is like great. She was super great in she the was. in the menu, but on in this movie, man, God, dude, especially at the ending. Mm. Ah, she's so damn strong uh, in this. And, she, and she, what a fucked up weird character. Like, you know, having to lose, lose your brother through such fucked up situations and then you're having to basically go through the same thing again with, with his lover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have loved to have seen the characters, especially her character, um, realize how she's contributing to his addiction. But she they, has moments oh, where, where, like where she looks down at the, at the sandwich yeah. and stuff like that. She has a moment where she's like, I mean, this is kind of his decision, but she she is totally enabling. She's a feeder. She's 100% enabling. And I know it is his decision. Ultimately, it's his decision. She can't change his mind, but she's also there supporting him every step of the way. Yeah. I like the shot when he, when he's sitting down at the kitchen like counter and uh, he's like reading an essay and he opens up a drawer and there's like Nutrigrain bars like healthier snacks and then he's like, like two of them yeah he's like fuck this drawer and he opens it up he's got like a mountain of fucking like Halloween candy basically you know it's like all the shit you know like, <laughs> full size uh, Three Musketeers bars. To be fair, I think Nutrigrain bars are like probably on par with your muscadines. Oh, they're basically yeah. candy bars. No, yeah, and with all the sugar, yeah. So it's insanity. much sugar. Yeah. So some sugar walked into a bar. Yeah, if, if you ever put a picture of a field or something on it, and you know it's healthy, right? If it's got like a farmer or like a sunset, oh man, dude, you can eat that. So healthy. <laughs> the color green means oh, it's fun. all natural. Yeah, yeah. Fucking sun chips? Nah, bro. Those are, those are just chips. <laughs> yeah, made chips. from the sun. Hello. <laughs> they're, they're cooked in the sun, Jibbent. They're cooked with solar power. That's why they're called sun chips. <laughs> they were clearly harvested from the surface of the sun. Duh. <laughs> That's no, 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 wavy. no. The sun harvests raisins. You know that, right? Too oh, right, 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 right. Those California raisins. They're, they have a pretty good band, actually. Yeah, yeah they, they, they sing really well. <laughs> and now we've dated ourselves. <laughs> What, you didn't go to Hardee's to get the little cinnamon rolls and the, the California raisin at oh, the same time? I did, but everybody <laughs> under the age of 32 did not. <laughs> what are they talking about? What is that? <laughs> that, that, is, that is the one thing that I have realized. Oh, that is an age gap difference. Cool, 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 cool. Oh, we're going to follow it up with He-Man puns and Ninja Turtle references after that. I mean, we are talking about pizza. Why not? Oh, man. that would That's the only way you could make the well worse is just set it in a sewer. 
That would make it more interesting. I'd watch it. <laughs> he lives in a sewer. He's, he's down in there. He got stuck and couldn't get out the manhole. Like, <laughs> and so he just has to live down there. Yeah, that's more interesting. <laughs> he couldn't leave this. He couldn't leave if he wanted to. At least out of the apartment, he could like roll down the stairs. Oh my god! Know? And like delivering the pizza through the manhole. Yeah. See, look. Oh, no, no that, that's, that's just like the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm here for it. Never have to worry about running into the pizza guy. Yeah, because the the pizza box doesn't fit through the round hole. No, it, no, it fits Square through the grate. You, you you didn't see Ninja Turtles? He's like, you're late, bro. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dan. <laughs> yeah, the pizza guy. What the fuck, dude? Why are you why are you lurking, man? You why, know, I the mean, I was waiting for him tip. to lurk. I I, I was. I understand it's not the a $20 lurking. Tip. It, I understand the lurking, but like the way he's like, "Oh my god, it's a fat person. Let me get out of well, here." I've never seen such like, a fat person so before. <laughs> and then I, I wish like, I knew what he said. He, he, he said something. He, no, no, he, he, he said. He, he goes, says oh, what? Or he says what? At least that's what the subtitle <laughs> says. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. It's just oh, it's just what? stupid. It's like half the people in this are like, "Oh my god, it's a it's a fat person." What? It's a fat person. I've never well, seen a fat person six, before. 600-pound person is pretty big. He's got his own TV tray, Kristen, when he sits down. But, you know, like, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. He's he's got a shelf, you his, know. His table muscle. <laughs> oh, damn it. I, feel, I like I like when, when you know uh, when the daughter's like smoking pot in the house and then the mom and everybody shows up or she hears somebody coming she's like oh shit she goes over there and it, it's when the boy shows up she puts the weed she puts on his like on, him, on his shelf like, like oh no he's doing it it's that's his yeah. Right. Yeah. and no one Stop comments me. on the smell of the weed when they come in you know nope. come on come on man well it's because the windows crack so no one noticed oh yeah yeah it doesn't hang around I promise <laughs> dude how evil is this girl man what what is her like Kristen is is this like standard like pissed off teen girl thing no it's not standard pissed off teen girl but it is standard pissed off teen girl when your dad abandons you and your mom it, it seems like the mom also blamed the dad like the mom wasn't like fully like explaining Dude, what yeah. was going on For and sure. so that didn't help and the mom also seems like she hates her daughter and so that mm-hmm, doesn't does. help and so there's a lot of issues going on here and so with all everything going on yeah that's pretty standard yes i would say it's standard um yeah, is there hope for her? Like, I don't know though. I don't. I don't really. Did you see her as overacting? Uh, oh. I saw her Quentin. as doing the same fucking things she, yeah. that she did for two seasons of goddamn Stranger Things. I haven't watched that, so I'm not sure. Yeah. She's just angry all the time. Uh, yeah. So she plays angry teenager. That's she plays. Yeah. She plays angry face, stomps around, slams things, and then like has a moment of like, oh, I do actually feel stuff. Yeah, she feels stuff, and then she's like, let's put it down and do something else instead. Yeah. <laughs> um, this was the most emotion I've seen her, uh, like, actually have in, oh, uh, okay. yeah, in anything. Uh, well, by anything, I mean two seasons of Stranger Things. But I'll, to, to your point, though, Jared, I've noticed that there is a very strong, what seems to be a very, like, common theme of angry teenage girl whose parents hate them and so they turn out this way and this seems to be a recurring character over and over and over mm. again and I'm kind of I'm, I'm not going to lie I'm a little over it um, but I, I, it's, it seems to be the trend now well, obviously she wants to be there you know she, she yeah. wants she yeah, wants yeah, yeah. to know her dad so, but, but she does never she? you never, you never see the money. T- she doesn't know that there's money to begin with yes she, she does she finds that out later no, no she From finds out the first scene, scene. Yeah, the first time she's there. Yeah, she but finds she it shows out. up, is what I'm saying. She shows up for the first scene. And that's the other thing, too, is like, he, I understand that 
everyone is realizing that he has money, but it's only like what 120 grand, and everyone, yeah, it's not everyone's like, money. "Oh my god, we could have paid for all this I stuff." Could, no, I you could do couldn't. A lot of that. No, yeah. you couldn't. Yeah. No, you could not pay for all this no. shit that they're they're like, we could have got you all this healthcare. No, you couldn't. We could have got Pissing you all two these. large pizzas is 20 bucks in this game. Like, you know, it, it, <laughs> like it, inflation hasn't happened. You're correct. Uh, that you is know. true. <laughs> you can't even get a large pizza for $20. This, this was six years ago. Speaking of, but, but the other thing, though, is that the daughter goes, the daughter goes, wait, you leave that. me this money. You won't give it to my mom. And it's like, in what world would your mother get the money? Like, do you, like these yeah, people have no, no concept of money like no concept yeah. at all yep. and so yep. every single conversation that involves the money is like absolutely ridiculous to me wait you made me walk through the snow with your groceries when we could have gotten you physical therapy <laughs> hang on wait what that's why you're pissed well, and even like there is something and he's like, I did offer to pay for it. And she's like, but I don't want your money. Then, bitch, what are we talking about? OK, yeah, like, what right? are we talking about? Right? No, 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 no. That, she that, wanted his money, but she thought he had dollars like, in his bank yeah. account. Then she turned down the money because he didn't have it. That's that's why she was pissed. Yeah, she, she wasn't. She pissed. didn't want to take money from a fellow poor person. Also, I did yeah. think it was so super funny that he was like, "All I pay for is rent and groceries," and like he lists the basic oh, yeah. things. Oh, and he's like, literally shit that everything use, like, that everyone everything. pays for. And he's like, "So I just save everything else." And it's like, how do you save one hundred and twenty grand when you're paying? Like, hold on, wait. Do you? Yeah, like, what's your rent? Like, what are you making? Dollars. <laughs> well, I mean, I questions. He's what is it? English professor at some. College, we don't know the school, right? Do they do they tell us the school? No, it's he he lives in Idaho. That's all we know. Yeah, so I, I don't know. He's got to be making forty or fifty grand a year, maybe more, right? Yeah, and then he like he left. That's generous. He left the girl like eight I years ago. It was like a community. Yeah, but college. if he's if this motherfucker is paying child support, right? Guys, come on. Plus, plus, plus. Is that a lot? <laughs> rent plus all the grant. Yeah. No, come on. Like, I, talk uh, about like basically paying for another rent level worth of of oh money. Shit. So he's doubling yeah. up. Every he'd month. have to say f- yeah. like less than fifteen grand. And he every lives year in. Hold on, let's not forget gone. that he lives in like a. T- he's not like in a small studio apartment. He has like what a no, two it's bedroom. No, two bedroom apartment. Yeah. You're talking like eight hundred bucks. Yeah, minimum. I don't know what Idaho e- is. Even but- a shitty one. <laughs> in t- yeah. You don't like, know about. Let me tell you about these Idaho real estate now. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Eight, you know, maybe it's a eight hundred, nine hundred square foot two bedroom apartment in Idaho. It, he's still probably six or seven hundred. You get a fifty percent like, discount if you have a cow with you. <laughs> what if you are a cow? Oh Sorry. well, uh, I don't know. We'll have to come up with a rule for that. <laughs> maybe it's rent controlled because he's clearly lived there for years. And oh, no, yeah. that's a New York thing. That is not an Idaho thing. I'm just saying, like he he could have gotten in there for a while, and then they just never raise his rent. They Dude. would have to because I'm. Sh- he he has to have medical issues, and then when the ambulance comes, they can't just like take him out like a normal person. They have they to have get a to... crane. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, oh maybe, I don't know about a crane. That should have been that should have been in the credit scroll. Is like is like the truck showing up and cutting the side of the building out. Oh my and god! Then, oh, what is that? Okay, uh, but that does what's happen. The, what's that the jaws happen. of life on his fucking front door? <laughs> they had to cut the fucking window no, out. Like, like, even like, for like, but for like obese people, you do have to get like special beds because they don't fit on the regular <laughs> ambulance beds. Like, oh, you no, can't I'll, just, dude. like, show... 
<laughs> I worked on this show called Half Ton World where we went out to like Whoa. these these like six hundred pound people and then like dude they were doing fucked up shit to these people. They'd like bring doctors in and be like, You're gonna die and, and they would get people's reactions and stuff. But we went to this place where they make extra size caskets and when you get that Ooh. big to put you in a casket, it takes two plots. Yeah. Stop. No, it and does. Then, and they yeah. have to get they no, have to get like sense, a flatbed truck. Mm-hmm. And they can't and they can't get the body into the back of the normal morgue and stuff to be able to oh uh, to do all God. the embalming because everything's not made. You can't get through the doorways. So they have to so they have to set up all these external facilities so it costs all this crazy money. So when, actually, yeah, that's and, what and, I'm and you saying. Can't, you can't cremate grand. someone that big because yeah, of all the going to drop half of it just to fucking die. 120 yeah, grand does not go very far. They they said that they that you will they burn down crematoriums before trying to cremate people this big because the fat just like basically melts and Holy burns the shit. place down burns the place down <laughs> yeah bro <laughs> holy cow if you're interested look up goliath caskets <laughs> what? this is this is not a paid marketing well on we that- not endorsed <laughs> <laughs> on that chipper fact and uh wonderful uh, <laughs> little bit of trivia we're gonna take a break we're gonna play the trailer for darren arnoski's the veil we'll be back i know these rules can feel constraining but remember the point of this course is to learn how to write clearly and persuasively think about that Think about the truth of your argument. You're an amazing person, Ellie. I couldn't ask for a more incredible daughter. Are you actually trying to parent me right now? Who would want me to be a part of their life? You don't stay in touch with mom? She really only tells me things about you. Why? Because that's all I want to know about. Why'd you gain all that weight? Someone close to me passed away, and it had an effect on me. You haven't seen her since she was eight years old, and you're going to reconnect with her? Sorry. I don't like this. This isn't a good idea. I'm sorry. You say you're sorry one more time. I will shove a knife right into you. I swear to God. Go ahead. What's it going to do? My internal organs are two feet in at least. (laughs) Why do you suddenly need to see her so bad? Why now? I'm worried that she's forgotten what an amazing person she is. I need to know that she's going to have a decent life where she cares about people and that she's going to be okay. I need to know that I have done one thing right with my life. Welcome back to the podcast. That was the trailer for Darren Aronofsky's The Wheel. I got a question. Uh, good trailer. When you, it's a good trailer. Uh, you know, I mean, nah. fuck, fuck you. It's a great trailer. Nah. Uh, <laughs> um, the trailer makes it feel like we're gonna care about Ellie. Do we care? About Ellie, it feels like is that she, the trailer sets us up like this is all about her and about you know about this is it's about them reconnecting, the, them reconnecting and all that. But like, I mean, they don't really reconnect. That's a stretch. Yeah, I don't really care about her. Are you, I don't really you, care about. Are her you audience. asking? Does the film accomplish <laughs> making us care? When about you see Ellie, those shots of asking... her in that trailer, it's kind of like they're like kind of like they're sweet, you know. But like, she's fucking dark, bro. And yeah, they they yeah. They, they don't yeah. give us any reason to like her at all. Well, no, but she's she is the central antagonist of this. 
like it is their relationship that is that is the pushing driving force of of what is happening here god isn't that sad she's like the only reason that he's like doing anything <laughs> yeah he's like i just yeah. need one thing good in my life and then she's my last fucking hope you know? <laughs> yeah she's the best thing in his life <laughs> and, and he's like yeah i'm gonna do evil. this for you <laughs> and she and she keeps blatantly looking at him like i don't fucking care about you like you're, I do you're nothing appreciate to me that, like she doesn't try you know she's like straight up like no i don't like you and he's like i know but you're so beautiful and i love you and she's like, like well, he's I like, hate you're you. fucking perfect you know? <laughs> and when he realizes when he thinks that she fucking did that shit to send the kid away oh my god and he's like she did she did it on purpose like she was trying to help you know i like how that's vague at the end you can read it she's she is a good person or she is the devil incarnate, you know? Yeah, dog. Listen, I, mean, she- I was kind of rooting for her, and then she did that shit, and I was like, just because we have a good outcome doesn't mean we have good yeah, intentions. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, a good point. On, yep, on the yep. first viewing, when, when she's sitting outside the door in the hallway, and, and, and um, the guy's inside, and he's spilling his guts, and, and she had, she pulls out her phone and records it. The first yeah. time you watch it, that kind of get washes over you. But the second time when you see it, man, her reaction is she's like, oh, I, here's, a, here's a good manipulative moment. You feel it in, in her like face there, and she's like, oh, and she quickly gets the phone out. It's like, damn, man. Just like any anything that she can do to like, you know, gain an opportunity on a situation, that's what she's going for. I mean, I feel like they, they put that in her character from the get go. Like she's she starts off saying, I never forget anything. Right. Like and so clearly all of her anger, all of her frustration, all of her shittiness in life is because she hasn't forgotten anything that her parents have done to her, anything that people have done to her. Like she is communicating very clearly. How angry. she feels about the world. <laughs> yeah. She says, I hate everything or I hate everyone, whatever. Yeah. So there's and there's a lot of motivation for it, I guess, is what I'm trying there, to say. There is motivation. But honestly, like the fact that he's just like blindly loves her regardless, I think is not helpful because yeah. she's so damaged at this point that him being like, no, but you're an amazing person isn't going to help her. And if anything, it's going to make her worse because she's she can't accept that at this point in her life. It's like, it's like him. If you go to him and be like, Hey, I love you just the way you are. He's not going to accept that. He's going to order another pizza. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> two, you just, uh, right. right. <laughs> you know, like, like he, what, what he's doing to her is what everyone has kind of done to him. And it's, yeah. I don't know. I, I can't, how much hope there. I, I like how he's, he lies to himself so much throughout the movie. You know, it not only was the weight condition his daughter, but it, it, I don't know. It's just it 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 all coalesces well. I I, I like I like how the, the, these characters are are vague and complicated. I, I guess he's kind of the protagonist and the antagonist in the story too. Like he's the one that's kind of hurting himself. I mean, he because he's this is a story of somebody committing suicide. Yeah, yeah, it's very like, slowly. Yeah, yeah. It's kind yeah. of a remake of Leaving Las Vegas. To that point, <laughs> well, hold on. We just uh, took a you know alcohol bottle and replaced it with uh, two large pizzas, meatball subs, um, bucket of chicken, bucket of chicken, sandwich meat, bucket of fish, bucket of fish. But to that point, though, um, the the essay, the little girl's essay that they keep repeating over and over again, I kind of thought there would be more there, and I was actually very disappointed with that. But but it is you know it talks about how. You can infer that Brendan Fraser's character is both, you know, the whale and Moby Dick, right? But then the line that they repeat over and over and over again is, 
But what made me the most sad is that this is clearly an attempt to distract you from the author's own sad life. And I have been trying to find a significantly deeper meaning to this, and I just can't do it. It just seems so surface. Everything about this seems so surface level. I think and it like, is surface level. Yeah. They've had layers here. They could have had layers, though. No, I, I think the la- I, Okay, so I, I think the layers is, again, like, he's li- he lies to himself constantly. Uh, like, he tells his class to be honest. That's mm-hmm. what he's re- always repeating. And I think he's repeating that to his class because that was his only takeaway <laughs> that he could that he could put to this essay that his daughter wrote of Moby Dick. It's like, well, you know, it's not well written, but you know, it's, it's, it's honest. She didn't like the book. She didn't see what the book was about. She didn't really, you know, but it is an honest piece. This is her opinion. That's so dumb. And Moby Dick's a classic, right? So she's not liking, uh, something like, like she says earlier, like her teachers wanted to like, but you can dislike something, but anyway, but, but but one of the things that I really hate about this is that, like, I feel like, yes, he says over and over, it's important to be honest. And I agree. I think it is very important to be honest. I consider myself an honest person, but I also consider myself to be a kind person. And I don't mm. say every honest thing that comes into my head yeah. because we don't yeah. need to do that. People don't need to hear it. And I don't mm-hmm. feel like this, this movie is kind. I feel like this movie might be honest, but it's not kind. And I think that's what's missing here. And that's why I really struggle with it. Fuck. That, he that said he wants her to be kind to people, yeah. though. Like, like he, he wants that for people. He, he yeah, wants but his daughter to do no, that. This, no, this no, no. He though. says she want, he wants her to care about people. Care he doesn't people, say yeah, anything yeah. about kindness. Yeah. And there's a big fucking difference between candor and honesty and candor is is honest authentic communication with the kindness to tell you what you need to hear and what you and not tell you what you don't need to hear and honesty can be a fucking asshole when you just say well this is what i feel and it's my honest truth so fuck you sorry yeah that's not necessary it's not <laughs> <Ever>. necessary yep <laughs> correct yeah, I hadn't, you know, I hadn't thought about that until you said that. Well, okay, things. Brian, maybe sometimes, but usually, yeah. usually not, not. I mean, some necessary. people deserve to be told the truth <laughs> in in a way that may be shocking to them because they are an asshole. But there is ways to tell people things yes. without being yes. a dick. Yes, you can you can be kind and have candor. And so, actually, on that subject, um, the last scene really bothered me because when I saw the last scene, which is the flash when he you know, collapses or I guess levitates in a sense to heaven. <laughs> when, he, I don't when, when he's falling backwards, but also maybe but jumping up. into heaven, but also. <laughs> okay. But it flashes to the beach. So I interpreted that as, you know, he's having like his last memory with his daughter and he kind of loves it. But then I read that, no, 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 that scene is him going back and living another life of like, well, what if I had never what? been honest? No. And what if I had stayed with my what? wife and raised her? No, what? that isn't. No, that's that's the way it's supposed to. That's, that's I Get, thank fucking God. I that's didn't get that. No, that's what the author says. Bullshit. No, that's what the author said. The author oh my says, God, the author says no. it, guys. The author says it. And God it made me very that's not the, that, did, that didn't come across. Yeah, that's not the visuals that we got. <laughs> no. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But the visual we did get. Okay, so did Charlie go to heaven? Because he kind of renounces God and everything, and then the reason that technically the reason that his lover killed himself is because he couldn't deal with his relationship with his religion and his lifestyle at so but, but does is is aronofsky trying to say that no matter what as long as you try to be a good person you go to heaven is he trying to be a good person though 
He's not. Well, I mean, I don't, okay. All right. All right. Let's talk about this. I don't think it has anything to do with trying to be a good person. I think what that was more representative of was his quest to save someone because they have that whole conversation about like, can we save anyone else? Like, and, and his friend is shouting at the Mormon kid. Like he can't be saved. He doesn't want to be saved. He doesn't need to be saved. And so, but in that last moment, he has realized that his daughter saved the Mormon kid by sending him back to his family, by doing something that could have been interpreted as evil. And now here he is trying to convince her that she's worth anything worth loving worth being loved he just didn't want to die without giving her letting her understand that how much he loved and actually cared yeah. about her sure, and so good. he's been holding this fucking single piece of paper for four years reciting it constantly so the 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 <laughs> fade to white kind of is a little bit of like he's he's saving her because she finally for the first time and the only time in the movie smiles at him so maybe there's some level of like you she know, calls him daddy she does and then he kills himself in front of her. That's not traumatic. No, then at he all. fucking no, dies. Like, he's been killing himself for years. Chris, had, it was just, it was no, just but then he chooses to get up and maybe? walk over to her. Like he knows he can't do that. Oh, no, he was already no, dead. That was he was proving his love from what she asked yeah. him to do in the first time. She asked him to do that because she's an asshole, not because she wants him to Correct. prove her love. No, prove his love. No, she's an asshole. That was an asshole thing. She asked him to do that because she knew he couldn't do it. She didn't actually want him to do it. But she saw him do it at the end. That's oh my right. god, I bet she loves him now and her life <laughs> oh, is so Daddy. much better. Yeah. Mm. Can we no, talk he, for a second? He died. Yeah, he's dead as fuck. Can we talk <laughs> for a second about so the Mormon kid finds the Bible verse and the the that, Bible that, verse that Alan has highlighted, which is, you know, talking about the sins of the flesh and how you don't need I with the for, bookmark of their I relationship thought, that's ripped. Hold on, it's hold on, ripped. because I saw this Oof. and I was like, Oh my god, he's gonna like the sins of the the sins of the flesh, overeating and all of this. But no, he goes straight to like he goes straight were, to being like, Oh my god, he's like he's like, actually I've been forgiven and my life is so great. So now that I've been forgiven, I'm gonna tell you that you're going to hell. It all out. Thanks, guys. Right? Figured it all like, out. Like, because your boyfriend was gay. He like, definitely got abandoned him. Like, and they folk they fucking said that like explicitly. It felt honestly that felt oh, really dated God, to me. Was, I'm sure there's still a yeah. lot of homophobia in this country, but like that felt so dated to me. Like all like a lot of this felt very dated, but especially that felt so dated to me. I don't know about Idaho guys. I don't I don't know. But like I guess we just like outlawed like drag queens, so like maybe. Yeah, it doesn't feel that dated, uh, Chris. It kind of yeah, does, no. though. I really? Okay. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Some some parts of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the U.S. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. But anyway, I really thought I really thought the Sons of the Flesh was going to be like overeating, and they totally missed that. That like went right over everyone's head. <laughs> no, I think that's like the misdirect in the scene. And yeah. then uh, you do recall, like Jared said, when you see the there like the photo booth, uh, I guess their pictures, you know, and there's yeah. like a second one that's ripped in half, and that does it does make you wonder. It's like, well, you get you get a piece of information that he starved himself, and that's how he died. But his body yeah. ended up in the river. Like, did was he just like I don't even want to be around Charlie anymore. I'm just gonna go off myself and drown myself. It's separate bedrooms. Yeah, that's I a had a lot point. of questions yeah. because I thought I, I was actually wondering if Alan was sick because it does talk about him being underweight and was he starving himself or could he not? She says eat? star. She says starving. He he starving I know himself. people say that, but let's look at what the other. No, thing she is. says literally like he. 
Okay. He's he's doing the exact the reverse the of the opposite. same thing. The opposite. Yeah. yeah, he's just overeating. Yeah. Speaking of overeating, if you knew that you were you're about to die, like you your heart rate's all crazy and shit, what what's your last meal week all about? <laughs> well, I don't know that you would even. I mean, I don't know that I, I guess I don't know that I would even have an appetite if my body's not acting. If my body's acting up, I'm not hungry. You're not going to start rocking multiple pizzas with ranch and shit? Jesus like, Christ, no. 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 I'm so happy he threw up in that scene because that's exactly what I would do. Hey, we've all been there. You know, you just binge until you Good puke. Good God. Nope. No. We um, no. No. Oh, you guys haven't done that? Okay. Um. Dude, that shit was so hard to watch. <laughs> Look, I will tell you that gummy bears are, uh, taste exactly the same coming up as they do going down. Oh, my God. Uh, I can say that, actually, barbecue tastes the same coming up as it does going down. I've thrown up barbecue before. Yeah, man. No, me and my friends, one time, we tried to take out a, a five-pound bag of gummy bears, and it was... Yeah, I didn't do that. Out like a, I didn't do that. That was... No. <laughs> At mm-hmm. certain points, you're just biting heads off and changing the colors and shit, and like, you know, swapping them around. I've never gone like, that far, but I have... Uh, like I did Hannibal once experience a youth bears. group trip with a bag of warheads, and oh, no. I had so oh, many warheads God, that, like, so the, like the, the next day, or maybe it was two days later, part of my tongue just fucking peeled. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take you piece by piece if I have to. <laughs> I was like, what is this thing that's not on my... Oh, that's my tongue peeling because of all those fucking warheads that I ate over a six-hour drive. Cool. Never Beautiful. eaten those again. He's got numb tongue. So, so I, I don't mean like this... Like, you know, this is not the same as like death row, like last meal type no, thing. Because like you get a chance to get not. multiple last meals. You know, if, if you're going to be dead by Sunday... And yet um, he ordered the same pizza. Yeah, he got, he's always got the same Four fucking meatball subs, the goddamn same pizzas. Like... Come on, man. We we can get a little more inventive. No, I like that. Like you know, he's he's. He, it he's has to his, deliver though. This is Idaho. Everything could deliver now, Kristen. You can get anything. Not I can get not sushi for, delivered, which I'm not for twenty did, bucks. But. Not for twenty bucks. Oh, dude, definitely not for twenty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, this was at the beginning of COVID. They actually shot this during COVID with robotic cameras, which is kind of. Kind of wild. Robotic cameras, really? They're, but yeah, because of COVID, they, they couldn't have an operator in the room. And oh, so, okay, okay. And so, so there was all it was all heads remote. and robotic cameras are totally different. It was all remote. Rem- you know, it was all remote head stuff. Yeah. And they said that, that that they had a lot of trouble with like uh, pulling focus because people were getting sick and dropping out. And so the focus puller would change every now and then, and they would get people who didn't really know what they were doing. So they were, they were losing some scenes that they couldn't use because they were out of focus, and they had a chance Holy to go shit. back. And also, you could like hear the focus motor because the robot had to be so close, like the robotic head. Damn! If only they had like some kind of ASMR sort of sound <laughs> that they could do later. <laughs> no, it was for capturing dialogue. But yeah, I guess he didn't want to um, to loop it. Yeah, didn't want to AD- AER anything. Fuck! Come on, those sound guys even during that dialogue, like... man, they're fucking adding that goddamn wheeze sound effect, bro. And some of those, yeah, God, Jesus, damn. come on. They're like, do we need music under this? No, we got wheezing. It'll be fine. Yeah, the sound guys work their asses <laughs> off on this movie. Fuck. Dude. You know, it. I remember in the theater it looking way better. Uh, it, it just feel... I, I, I got the... Uh, I, I bought it on um, Apple TV. Yeah. Um, did, did y'all feel really dim? Like, it was, it was a little bit too dark? Uh, it was a it transfer felt, that I got. It felt purposefully underexposed to me. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I, I feel the same. But in, in a theater, it looked great. Like, like there was so much detail and all that stuff. But like, it looked really, it looked too, a little too under on mm-hmm. on mine. That could be more like uh, they only did the post production stuff for the HDR. Could be 
for the home video release. But, you know, staying restrained to such a small location is, is kind of cool. They got some really neat shots. Uh, I did notice on uh, the second viewing, or I guess my third, um, sometimes they're using a real porch, like at the real location. Yeah. 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 And the lattice work doesn't match from the set. So when they open the door on the set, the lattice work on, oh. just outside the doorway is uh, is still intact and it's like stri- stripes. But it doesn't have that little outside, hole in the middle. Well, it's it's kind of there, but they didn't bust the hole through. It's it's still continued slats. Huh. And then when they cut outside, there's a hole there. Yeah, which isn't you know like it's it's only if you're studying you're going to see some shit like that. That seems like one of those things where they like they shot the stuff on location at such a different time that the mm-hmm. art department didn't know that it was actually like it had just happened and then. They had already shot all the in all the stuff on set. I saw the lighting diagrams. It was a really like intricate set. They they, they there was so much going on. Yeah, it's they really, really had cool. like fucking forty. What was it? Eight K, twelve K stuff around the outside of it. Yeah, which I found really interesting to have all the outside windows have such a high amount of light when it seemed like every single shot that they were on the inside. There was only like three or four moments in the whole movie where it was daylight shining through i think that they're doing a lot of things with the ring though yeah there's a lot of stuff with the The rain out the windows and there's a but there's a lot of stuff with like it could be bright outside but there's like three layers of like blinds over the windows so having as much i like they might have been fucking 20 k's like surrounding this set like it was a lot of fucking light on the outside that i did not see very much of in the actual movie like i said maybe they're shooting it hot and then kind of like grading it a little dark or something but i i I love like the shot through the window when they go over and they've got the little plate by the door about by the window they's putting apples and stuff on for the birds and Mm -hmm. it goes over (laughs) and uh liz goes over to the window and it cuts outside i just love the vibe that that they ha- that's obviously a set you know but it, it still feels really nice i mean for a, for a, a story for a screenplay that started as a play and then was converted into a screenplay like with a, play. a single set you know location like it does feel very much like a play yeah but like it, but though. in a significantly more cinematic way than i kind of expected knowing that going into it yeah it's it's really good use of space which is cool yeah, especially yeah. putting him in the center of the room like that, where everybody moves around him. So you've got like a full three hundred and sixty. You you can go anywhere in the place and and be able to to move because he's kind of like you know he's the fucking he is the center of he's, gravity. He's the pivot point. Yeah, because fuck everything's leaning toward him because he's got his own <laughs> he's got his own gravity. You know, there's a lot of like like circle track dolly shots that are going around him that I found really interesting. <laughs> Brian didn't like those. So, you don't like that joke, Brian? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, the joke is fine, Jerry. Kristen, Kristen what, what did you think of the costumes, uh, his sweaty t-shirts and, and all? Yeah, they were fine. <clears throat> they were sweaty and they were t-shirts and um, they were fine. And, uh, you know, everyone was wearing, you know, super boring, dirty, grungy, grimy clothes. Um I think it would be fun to work on because you are constantly having to uh, ruin. I always uh, particularly enjoy destructing costumes. Um, They don't look pretty, though. And Mm. so, yeah, it's a little disappointing. I I was going to say it's disappointing, but it's not. It's it's just, you know, they look gross which is the point it's fun to make stuff like that though well the kid thomas yeah he 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 had his kind of a put together look yeah he had his little mormon outfit on or excuse me the new age cult outfit that he's not really a part of or like he doesn't really actually belong to yeah Yeah. (laughs) 
but fuck all that. I mean, like this, I, I found it pretty interesting that this screenplay like delved into so much. Like, what does it mean to have life after death? What does it mean to try and save another person? Is it like, did this kid show up at like, he did show up at a, at a, at a moment where Brendan Fraser could have like fucking died. And so like these kinds of, of, um, what am I trying to say? Um, those moments where you're just like, no, this is what I'm th- I'm thinking is supposed to believe. Yeah. Where where everything is self-fulfilling prophecies. Oh, yeah. You know, I actually thought it was super interesting that that character and that kind of serendipitous moment where he did show up. And I kind of wondered, not to get on board with the new age cult slash Mormonism, but I kind of wondered if he had more experience and if he wasn't like a teenage child. Um could he have said something to make an impact? Mm. Could he have said something to maybe get this man to be like, actually, maybe I want to live. Yeah. He's a kid. Um, so that would have been wild if he had, uh, he has no life experience other than stealing and smoking pot. It could have happened, I guess, but, but no, no, no. That's why I, I was, I think I was so disappointed with his character when he is saved, he is forgiven and he immediately condemns him, you know? And I was like, how did, how did you, how did you get there? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. You should, you've been wanting to save this man your the whole time. And now this is how you want to do it by condemning him. You don't save anybody by condemning them. That's just not how it's done anyway. The, but yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I don't want to jump on board the, the, the cult train, but I did kind of wonder like if he had more experience, could he have done something yeah. differently? I also found it to be a really interesting juxtaposition uh, between him and the pizza guy. Oh, yeah. Who, like, also somehow seemed to connect with him. Yeah. He was just like, hey, I see you a lot. My name's Dan, just in case you want to know. I like that, but, too. The, the way which, they handled that, too, was so stupid. Yeah, that's that's <sighs> what I was going to say. Like, it was such a touching moment on several occasions where yeah. he's like, oh, are you sure you're okay? Like, oh, another fucking human cares. Yeah. That's precious. Wonderful. And then he fucking sits there and then laughs at him. Like, the final shot, the last time we see this character, is him, like, snickering? Like, what the hell? No. I don't think he was laughing. I think he was was confused. Yeah. Yeah. He was disgusted. Yeah. Regardless, all of his emotions were wrong in that scene. So it doesn't matter what he was doing. I did not understand, like, how you're going to do all that knowing that clearly if this guy doesn't want you to fucking see him he's ashamed about something and then you're going to have this kind of an emotion exhibited. That's, like that's just a weird choice. I, yeah, I, I hated all of this. It was, it was like the guy, it was like what it was written from the point of view of Brendan Fraser in his self-loathing of like, I hate myself. So therefore everyone else must hate me too. And this is how they must see me. And that's yeah. how every character was written. And is that true from his point of view? Sure. Maybe. But again, that's not kind, and that's certainly—it's not truthful from anyone else's point of view. And I just—I yeah. yeah. hated all of—I hated all of that. I think it, it, it there is a lot of truth here, and there's a lot of good here, and there's a lot of gold here. In fact, there's so much good here, uh, but there's also a lot that should be so much better. Honestly, it just felt like a contradiction of the character that you've spent half this movie yeah. establishing. Like, if he cares enough to to give a shit as many times as we've seen him, which was like four or five times or whatever. Why? Why is that his actual final interaction? 
Yeah, that doesn't. Because he wants to sense. save his soul. No, the pizza no, 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 guy. No, the fucking like, pizza guy. Oh, the pizza, pizza guy now. Oh. Yeah. No, Why would the pizza like, guy be the first time he'd ever seen him? Yeah, he just because he's a human being, man, and he just like he's saw like, him and he had a oh, and he freaked out and got awkward. He, and, and he knows he's been he's been feeding this guy like two pizzas a day forever. Yeah, so yeah. what but the fuck were you expecting? That's a totally yeah. So actually, no. That, so again, he probably I thought would... that maybe this guy had a family or something like that, you know. And he's just like, oh, it's this one fucking ton guy. Yeah, it, just, it just made sense that like all these pizzas have been going into this one fella. To see, but to see these pe- all these different people and their reactions to how they've been contributing to this would have been one thing. That's not how they presented it, though. Yeah, I feel like that was a missed opportunity. This is, again, one of the illustrations where I, I think that this movie is a nearly fat-shaming kind of movie. It's, it's a story about a fat person from a skinny person's perspective. I, I did listen to, a, uh, to a, a, a fat people podcast about this <laughs> film. Uh, they didn't watch the movie. They, read, they, they, they knew the movie was coming out, but they read the, the play, and they were totally anti. Uh, you know, the, uh, apparently, there's a term called super fat or infinity fat. And that's and where where he follows Jesus. into yeah. There, there's a whole, there's in apparently the play a whole, or like in real life. Uh, in in the in the real life, those are terms. Apparently, oh, okay. there's a whole like fat people Twitter and fat people Instagram <laughs> uh, subculture. Okay, and people okay. people who are you know three, four, five, six hundred pounds. Uh, and they were very anti uh, this movie. And, That's interesting. And, and film or uh, play. I have no problem with people being anti a movie that they've actually watched and can judge <laughs> based on what they. No, no, they, they, they all read the play and then they were talking about whether they're going to watch the movie or not. Interesting. You know? Yeah. But what did they, do they have specific complaints though? Uh, that it was um, triggering mostly, and that it was making fun of fat people, and it basically that, that if a skinny person. Uh, skinny person's view of fat people. I'm not going to argue that point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not going to see a thing because it's triggering is very fair. But like that doesn't mean that the movie is bad or poorly executed. No, I, th- I think the movie was done really, really well. And like I said, as, as a person who, who struggles with their weight, um, I, th- I think that it was really spot on and it actually spoke to me in, in many different ways. Uh, and it's very touching. And, and like I said, it's a, a little, I, I don't want to say the word triggering, but I definitely was like, holy shit, you know, like, like I'm not gonna lie. I can see myself in some of these things, uh, which is kind of disturbing, uh, to, to see it presented like that. So, I mean, like I said, I, I get it, but also, man, you know, if it's not for you, it's not for you. I, I'm, I think it's, mm. you know, I think. It's really str- it's really strong in a bunch of ways, you know. I, I agree. It's really strong in a, in a lot of ways, and I I think one of the things that's so striking about this is that we can all relate to having some tragedy where we kind of fall mm-hmm. down into a spiral into a dark space, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and this kind of shows you what happens if you don't come out of it. And we have seen movies, yeah. you know, with like drugs and whatever, where people find some sort of addiction, what not, and this one just happens to be a food. And so that actually everybody in this movie has an addiction. They do. Everyone. That is everyone. Uh, his, everyone. His wife is an alcoholic. Uh, the nurse okay. smokes uh, cigarettes. His daughter oh, is obsessed uh, with social media, mm-hmm. constantly posting. And the kids obsessed with religion. That's a good point. I didn't. They're all looking thoughts. for some external force to They're take care of the up. thing that they can't handle on the internal side of them. 
Yeah, and if you listen to all the uh, interviews with Brendan Fraser, uh, he's all talking about he's like he's hoping that this film like helps people, like kind of like the way the way that they're marketing it is like this is you know you're trying to like shed the light on these situations, you know, and that see the humanity of these people, and maybe it might be able to shine some light on these problems. That's what I'm talking about. Let's let's yeah. shed some humanity on these these fat people or people like that. That's what drives me absolutely insane about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I I didn't hear a lot of uh, like uh, alcoholics coming out and saying living leaving Las Vegas was uh, you know victimizing them and triggering for them. I mean, it, well, people weren't you know you know it's be- that's because all those alcoholics are yeah. uh, you know functioning alcoholics and they still yeah. have a job. They're still hey, working. we're still functioning fat people, but you know we're still going to complain. <laughs> but, but to that point i don't i don't really see how this movie helps people i didn't feel like it was helpful or hopeful or anything it made mm. me angry and depressed yeah. yeah it's very sad like i said I've, I've never been to a theater where everyone was crying and i looked down and everybody in my row everybody's just bawling at the end of this well it's a very emotional movie it's very <laughs> moving for sure i have a tissue no man we need a hug I'll tell you it's okay and then i instantly pick my popcorn up off the floor and start eating it on the way out. <laughs> i was like eat your feelings at the end of this shit, movie man damn that was fucked up wasn't it oh, oh, oh. yes I'm, I'm gonna need that free refill please before i leave jared's like when i got done with uh, recreate for a dream i went out and experimented with hard drugs i did man oh uh, yeah i was i was in film school bro it was going Is around that what it feels like <laughs> let me find out <laughs> Let's just oh, fuck it. I'm going straight to heroin. Come on, just bring it. Yeah, no, I, I thought you were talking about the double ended dildo. Ass to ass. Oh wow. I guess that's the opposite end of the uh, eating disorder spectrum as well. Uh, ass to ass. No, Requiem for a Dream. The mom. Oh, okay. Not, <laughs> not Jennifer Connelly. Ass to ass. No. You know, I just, I just love it, you know? <laughs> I can see how that would be, like, an addiction disorder also. Like, yeah. <laughs> an addiction. <laughs> I just keep stumbling upon these two-headed dildos. And, yeah. Speaking of two-headed dildos. Oh, dildo. I fell over. <laughs> oh. oh, I fell over again. Oh, booty ball. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of doubling the dildos, uh, Brian, how did this thing do at the box office? Oh, I it didn't do great, but it... it uh, Definitely turned a profit. Uh, its budget was only three million dollars, which is no super fucking impressive, especially for building that set. Three million? Yeah, I mean, really small Why cast, right? No, yeah, I was going to the number I read was thirty million. Are you done, sure and three? also done during COVID. You know, all the tests and all the Damn. shit they were having to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, its worldwide gross uh, is uh, fifty-two million. Oh, holy mm. shit! Nice. Well done, indeed. It only made seventeen point five. Can't wait for the sequel, domestically. <laughs> With the, the daughter, sequel? you want the oh daughter to be. Oh yeah, the now now she's like fat, you know. And she, and <laughs> <laughs> or no, 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 no. She needs to be like bulimic, right? Or like, uh, oh my God. yeah. Oh, she, yeah, she's 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 constantly eating, but she's puking. Yeah, and she stores it in jars around the house. God damn! Wow, yeah. <laughs> well, I like that. Like a little a little Howard Hughes uh, edge there. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. A little, yeah. little M Night Shyamalan situation at the end of the movie. She starts hitting it with a bat. No, she's like chunking it, and like she uses them as grenades as she goes through. <laughs> Guess the does, does suicide and by just cop. can't handle the acid in her stomach. <laughs> that was barbecue night vomit there. Oh my god. <laughs> Barbecue still stuff that's just about the same. <laughs> it's, it's Darren Aronofsky's signs. 
I think I'd actually oh, fucking watch that. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it does like to trigger some folk. <laughs> you know, because bulimics are people too. <laughs> oh my god. God damn it. <laughs> All right, I feel like we're at ratings now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what I don't know the fuck else to talk about uh, after that. Let that one go on as long as possible. So, who's going first? Who's rating the whale? Uh, the whale is a beautiful film about hope and about family and about living to your potential. I find it hard to like recommend this movie to people, but I think people should see it. Uh, I, I think it's really cool to see Brendan Fraser back in the saddle again. Um, I think he delivers an amazing performance in this. You know, all the press aside, and did, did he won an Oscar, right? He did win an Oscar. Yeah, he did. man, fucking Oscar and the winning. makeup won an Oscar. Yeah, fucking George of the As Jungle. It well, fucking should have. George of the, the Jungle is a classic, brilliant film. Fucking Just gonna put the that Mummy, <laughs> like all these amazing films, like Encino Man, fucking all these crazy movies that we grew up on, and the man finally, you know, comes out of nowhere and wins a fucking Oscar. Yeah, uh, the movie's really, really, really well done. Uh, I, I think it's lit really well. I mean, all, all the camera porn is, is super great. Shot on the Sony Venice, looks good. Uh, Ingenue lenses. Um like I said, it's, it's triggering. It, it, it's a uh, it's a hard one to watch, but that's kind of this director's mo. He likes to make yeah. things that are disturbing, and and he does it really really well. I'm not gonna over talk it. We've talked this to death. I'm gonna give it. Damn, how do you not give it a ten? I don't know. Like all all of it aside, you know, like I, I don't I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna struggle. I, I might it, it might grow as I listen to what you guys say, but I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it a nine. No, it's a, fuck it. I'm gonna give it a ten. I'm gonna throw it out there. That's it. That's it. I, I, I'm struggling with myself. I mean, like, I don't really see much, much, much. I think fault they call that it. a nine point five, Jared. Is it nine point five? Okay, I might land it a nine point five. Like, it's okay I, if you want to give it a ten. I think I'm. A, you know what? Fuck it, man. You know what? Fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. Is is a ten? Uh, because like it, it, it made me feel shit. You know, I I, I haven't felt like it, it's like I said. Let's bring crime back to the theater. Like, like I, I really, I really enjoy that, you know. And and when I watch this movie, you know, it really made me think about my own life. And you know, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a when tip. I read that book, it made me yeah, feel like that's made right. Me think about my own life. But yeah, let me hear what you guys got to say about it, and maybe right, maybe right, I'll go up right. or down. Um, I, I no, I have to agree with you. This movie does a really good job making me feel things. Yeah. Um, some of those things I did not appreciate feeling. Some of those things I did not want to feel, um, but I felt them nonetheless. And that I have to give the filmmakers. They made me feel things. Uh, this was a difficult emotional journey. I felt very tense through basically the whole movie. But the first, like, first, certainly the first act, if not the first half, uh, I was definitely had that, like, oh, my God, this is like a horror movie tension level of, like, oh, I don't want to see what's happening. I don't like what's happening. These characters are doing things that are are at times gross and at times difficult to watch, but also still very human. It was an emotional journey that I felt like had a very satisfying ending. And I am not excited to give that to Darren Aronofsky, but he definitely <laughs> earned it in this fucking movie. Um, I was weeping at the end. Like uh, in that final scene where they're having that little exchange where he's fucking walking and she's reading the thing and he finally fucking dies. I was crying. There's a lot about this movie that I feel like is done really well. The set is pretty fucking fantastic to take a 
a play that is, you know, kind of by default, by its nature, a single set and make it so cinematic. I was actually really impressed with that. I think the the camera work was really great. The ways that they lit the set and still made everything feel very natural and very practically lit, um, but look very cinematic, I think was executed extremely well. I do think that the 4x3 is pretentious as goddamn fucking garbage fuck. Um, but, you know, they they work with it really well in this. It does lend itself to the claustrophobic feel of you're in one fucking place. Um, I think it could have benefited from being a 16 by 9 but what the fuck am I talking about? Um, all these performances are really, really great. Every character in this, I think, fucking killed it. Um, Sadie Sink is a bit of a standout and, and I have seen her do this exact same character for three seasons of fucking Stranger Things and so I don't think it's new but I think they cast her really well for what she was supposed to be in this um, and I did see her actually exhibit some some really really subtle emotions and some solid like motivations and, and things that you know gives you a lot of ambiguity that you can kind of read into and project onto her character and I thought that was really great Brendan Fraser fucking kills it he absolutely deserves uh, an Oscar for this performance and everyone else is there, there's there are there are no weak links in in the acting in this movie I think the um, my struggles in this film are it's the writing it's the story it's the basic concept it's the it's the approach to this this idea this character and yeah we've talked about it for over an hour and we've projected and thought about the ways that this character is in the world as if he was a real person so I have to give some credence to the writing from that perspective that it made us feel things and it made us think about stuff in a way that maybe they wanted, maybe they didn't, but one way or another, it made us feel stuff. So I'm just fucking rambling, trying to find an actual rating to give this. I think it was worth watching. I wouldn't recommend this to everyone, but if someone is looking for an emotional ride that actually goes somewhere and has a pretty satisfying ending, I think it's pretty solid. I didn't love it, but it was worth watching. I'm going to give it an 8.5. All right. 10 and an 8.5. What say ye, Kristen? Well, it was lovely to see Brendan Fraser back on the screen. He was amazing in this, as was everyone else in this. The acting was superb. It looked incredible. And by incredible, I mean awful, which is what they were going for. And, uh, you know, the, the costumes, the set design, everything looked, and the makeup looked um, uh, both, yes, incredible but awful at the same time. Um, incredible in what they can do, but awful as they were trying to make it. Um, I struggled a lot with this movie because I hated the way they presented Brendan Fraser's character. I hated how much he hated himself and I hated the way everyone interacted with him and I feel like it was all from his point of view I thought that the best line of the movie which is a true line it came from real life and inspired the entire play was the student who said um my biggest fear is that my life will be ordinary or I'll never have an exciting life or, you know, something like that. Um, that line, as soon as it was said, just struck me. And I had so many like thoughts and feelings about that. And then they kind of never went anywhere with it. 
And I kind of looked it up, and this guy who the guy who wrote it, it that is a real line. He was a teacher, and one of his students said that. And when his student said that, he was like, "Oh my God, I should write a play about me being a teacher and my student telling me this." Um, and that is no, I swear to God, that's what he said. I swear to God, that's what he <laughs> oh said. Oh my God! And that's how the and this is what he fucking came up with. And that, Way to go, is, dude! This is what happened. Way to go. Um. No, I, I actually kind of regret looking up. I'm going to need a link to this article that you uh, read. I will send it you to read. you. It traumatized God me damn. because that I. That is the kind of shit that just makes me not want to like this. Because no, this is no, nothing no. like what because, he said on the behind the scenes, by the because way. Because I, because I like watched this movie and was like, I feel like I missed a big chunk of this. Let me look this up and read interviews with the author. And then I read it and I was like, no, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Um, I, I'm happy to send the link out to whoever wants it. If you are listening and you want it, let me know. I'll send it to you too. Um, yeah. Yeah. There, I feel like there's so much here, including the essay where there could have, it could have been deeper. It could have been layered. There could have been, there could have been more, but all it is, is a man who hates himself and his family who hates him too. Mm. And that's kind of kind of it. And he's a person though. So we should care about him. And I, I wish I had seen it in theaters. I've heard so many stories of people who saw this in theaters and cried. And I've asked them why, what, it, what, what am I missing? And that's it. It's he's a, he's a person. Get the fuck out of my face with that fucking bullshit. He's a fucking person. If you don't see him as a fucking person, when you go into this, I, 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 I like, maybe you need to watch this fucking movie. Like maybe this movie should be prescribed to people who don't understand. These are fucking people. What the fuck? Anyway. Um, anyway, 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 um, I didn't like it. It's good, but I didn't like it. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to give it a five, which is generous. I was going to give it like way lower, but it, it is very good in a lot of other categories. So there we are. Wow. I've never seen Krista get so angry. <laughs> no, like this movie Damn. made me so angry. And then I watched Holy it shit. again because I was like, clearly I made like, I read a bunch of fucking shit about this. I like, I was like, I missed something. I missed something. And I watched it again and I was just as angry. And I have not seen this movie for several days. Like this is a calm version of me telling you how much <laughs> I hate this movie. Okay. I hate it. Fucking epic. <laughs> Thank you for making me a part of this. <laughs> Oof. Brian. Wow. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, obviously, this is a 10. Yeah. Come on, guys. Uh, I don't know what. What did Kristen say? What was your, what was your rate? It was a five. She five. gave it a five. Jesus five. Christ, Kristen. Yeah. Um, I mean, oh. I don't I, can't, I don't know. Look, this story exists, right? Uh, I've seen movies. We've all seen movies like this. Uh, Leaving Las Vegas is the example of, of this story, right? Nobody had problems with that movie. You know why? Because it was a skinny, straight fucking male, right? Who was self-destructive. When we say we want equal representation, that means that we don't want cookie-cutter bullshit stories. We want some kind of, of, of real representation, real characters on screen. All right. That means flawed people. Yes. Brendan, Brendan Fraser is a fat guy in this movie. Yes. He's gay <laughs> in this movie. Yes. He has moments of strength. There are moments of hope. There are moments where we love him. Yes. There are moments where we are disgusted by him. That is the, I think, a point the filmmaker is trying to make you think. What is acceptable? Where do you draw the line? 
what it wh- where where is your line where you are willing to help somebody? I think that's why it's so important that we have our religious next door uh, our religious kid keeps popping up, right? You know, everybody has that line. You know, we're I mean, like I'm sure like fucking nurses that have to clean up shit every fucking day. And that's why we have the nurse in the movie to remind us that. I don't know. I I think this is just a story and they're trying to portray it very honest and yes, it does go and lean into theatrics. But look, hey, I love theatricality. I'm a big fan of that. I like that in my scores. I like that in my music. I like the music in this film. The sets were good. I don't yeah, guys, this is yeah, this is a fucking 10. This is a very very solid movie. Held together by a killer Brendan Fraser, the whale sings a song of empathy that will leave most viewers blubbering. <laughs> what the fuck wow. is that? <laughs> Rotten what? Tomatoes wow. brings in the whale with a 64% tomato meter Jesus. and a 91% audience score with the audience saying, what? with a heartbreaking story brought powerful, powerfully to life by Brendan Fraser's starring performance, the whale is as hard to watch as it is to look away from. That's a good. That's a good description. Hard as hard to watch as it is to look away from is that is this movie right there. No, but I feel yeah. like that's exactly what they were going for. And Darren Aronofsky did a fantastic job of this, of presenting, uh, of being, uh, uh, of almost bordering on grotesque of the way he presented yeah. this character, yeah. which I I did not. <sighs> it feels like a fucking car crash yeah, that you can't yeah, look away yeah, from, yeah. but you're just like, I don't want to see it. There are people dying. Ah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That goes back to the. It's is it is it honest and kind kind of thing. I don't think there's anything kind about this movie. Like, I don't think there's anything hopeful about this movie. I don't think there's anything here. None of these people have anything that will redeem or save them. And I, so I just cannot get behind it at all. Which, which is saying a lot because the whole theme of this movie is people redeeming other people. Right, but I, I don't get that. Like, can you point it out? Because I feel like I missed it. <laughs> I mean, the... The daughter trying to redeem That's the other kid, it, but she had like the worst but intention. Did <laughs> and him, no. and him trying to redeem it's, her by convincing it, it's, her. It's that her she's... breaking at the end and calling him daddy, yeah. and then him like, you know, walking to her, like actually showing. That yeah. he's but that's what I'm saying. Like, but it's it's those it's those two character moments, and and then it's the line about about them talking about like I don't think any person can be saved by another person. Right. Those are those, those are the three culminating moments that that is the entire philosophy of this film. You can't be saved. There's no hope for you. Best of luck. Pretty much. Bye. <laughs> like that's the movie. Hey, like, that's why I started eating the popcorn again. Go to the hospital now. No, I'm good, man. Just more butter on this, please. Oh, you don't sell butter anymore? Oh, it's cool. I brought my own. <laughs> Break out my emergency butter. Goes on your face, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. A, Let me just rub my face in the popcorn. Good, good for my skin. <laughs> and with those healthcare tips, <laughs> you've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email to moviecrewpod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Movie Crew Pod. Jared, where can the audience find you? You can find me on Twitter at Jared B. Callen or on Instagram at CheckTheGate. And Kristen, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Kristen Magdalene. That's Kristen with a K and an I. 
And Griggs, where can they find you? Uh, my phone number is 867-5309. And I'm also on Instagram at Griggsy Media. That's G-R-I-G-G-S-Y Media. Smartass. <laughs> Let's see how many people get that one. <laughs> I'm going to call you later. <laughs> You guys can find me on Twitter at Elkins Edits, and uh, we're going to close out the show tonight with, we're going to do track number two from the Whale soundtrack titled Overture, and this is from composer Rob Simonson. a sandwich i'm using only turkey no fucking mayo fuck dry ass turkey (laughs) plenty of ranch dressing though there you go that's the good shit (laughs) turkey bacon ranch baby